abundance mindset versus lack mindset. There's a lot of things that we are internalizing as we grow up. A lot of uh, activities that you may participate in, a lot of conversations you might be a part of, a lot of people in your life you might look up to. And there's always questions that are asked, right? There's always, what's your backup plan? There's always, there's always these conversations about maybe we don't have enough or there is a lack of something. And today we're going to be diving into a little bit of a discussion about having an abundance mentality and being able to cultivate a mindset that allows you to approach a situation in the best way possible. Because for our listeners, we always want to provide advice that's about positioning yourself in life in a way that's going to set you up for the most success and for the most congruence with the goals that you've set for yourself. And an abundance mentality is one of the most important, if not the most important, things that you need to cultivate in doing that. So uh, we want to open up. I want to ask Sam a question and ask, you know, what does abundance mean to you? Abundance. I think it's a abundance means it's a mindset. It's a, it's a way of living. It's a it's something that it's not you don't really come across true abundance. I don't think most people really see true abundance on a day-to-day basis. Um I think like I really I really resonate with what you were saying in the opening where uh we always get asked like what happens if this fails or what do you have a backup plan or what if what if this doesn't go the way it's planned. Everyone wants to always have that plan B, plan C. It's always good to have that or <coughs> prepare for, you know, you know, uncertain times, but I think the the thing that we are programmed as as growing up is this whole thing of what if what if you can't? We're programmed to think that we have to assume that we that we we, we won't achieve our goals. And I think that's honestly very stunting. I think that has stunted our whole generation, our, our whole, everyone's livelihood in terms of like what is possible because then you have a big generation of people looking at things with a, has, a glass, glass half empty whereas it really should be glass half full. Um, so true abundance to me means freedom. It means uh, being free from any form of, um, of negativity and and lack like literally quite the opposite of lack the word lack uh anything but lack and i think i it's funny like i i have a uh i didn't really understand what abundance really meant um until i met a friend of mine that uh, he has an interesting story he uh you know grew up in uh in kind of like a broken family and you know didn't have much money and growing up it's you know money has always been tough to come by but you know as 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 uh you know and being in debt and all that stuff's never fun but uh you know he got out of that situation uh you know investing all that good stuff and, and let's just say he made a lot of money and it wasn't until i had to see it in a physical sense to understand what abundance meant but it wasn't until i was around said friend that um you know you were out at dinner or you were out uh at you know at the store it was always just like get whatever you wanted. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Your friend's getting you something, you know, whatever. But it was truly like, no, like you don't understand. Like the limit doesn't exist. Like if you're at the restaurant and you know, the waiter's bringing around bacon, he's sending the waiter back 15 times to get bacon because it's truly not enough bacon. And then I was, I was kind of laughing at this concept of like, what, what, what is that? What is this? This, this is, this guy's gotta be, you know, this guy's gotta be fucking kidding. But then it spilled over into every aspect of life where 
It was the true meaning of waking up, owning the day, being so grateful for what is, and knowing that every possibility and outcome and decision that you make will go your way, and it, and, it, and it is going to go your way, and you can have everything. Spend like you have $100 million in your bank account. Live like you have you know, 100 million days left on earth. Uh, do everything that you want to do, and I, it, was, it was weird. Like I knew what abundance meant in different ways, but I think it really took like 20-some years of my life to see that in a, in a physical sense play out that I realized like my whole mindset was broken. I was looking at everything wrong, everything that I've sure. been taught until this point about, uh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or like, oh, you'll, you won't amount to that. Or that's, mm. that's, the, that's the safe route. Like I realized none of that, it mattered. It was that you, the could, safe do any, route. you could do anything you want. You can do anything you want. 100%. You definitely can. I think when we talked uh, in our last episode, we actually talked about saying you can do whatever you want, be whatever you want, and how you should maximize your best characteristics. And I think that falls right in line with what you're saying about abundance and how when you're young, you're told all these things about plan B and be safe and have a backup, which I'm not saying that there's no credibility to those things, but it makes me think of my experience being a parkour instructor. Um, And for those of you who don't know what parkour is, it's like urban gymnastics. So when I was instructing in the gym, there was always dangerous maneuvers going on. People trying double backflips, people trying these crazy like bar flips and like things that they legitimately could hurt themselves on. And what was amazing to me, and this is a highlight of, of an abundance of trust in oneself, is that the only way that they could successfully complete those maneuvers with no injury is if they committed 100%. They had to be fully abundant in their trust of themselves and their ability to succeed even though they technically weren't, nobody can tell the future. So they didn't know the outcome when they're doing the double backflip off of a 10 foot ledge, but like they do it with the intention of landing it. They don't do it with the intention of having a plan B and maybe it won't work out. And because if they do that, it's not going to work out. You're going to have to do your plan B. So I think that mentality to me spoke volumes about how our trust in oneself and cultivating an abundance of trust in oneself is really important in our ability to overcome fear and our ability to overcome certain insurmountable obstacles in life. Because if you look at something like that, again, a, a tall ledge or from a parkour context, if you're looking at something like, like a big flip that you're going to do or a big vault that you're going to do or a jump, like if the first thought that goes in your mind when you jump is like, I'm not going to land it or what if it doesn't work out? then you better be prepared to suffer the consequences. Yeah. Like you just got to send it like, yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. to send it. You have to send it. Yeah. I think abundant, that's really, that's, that's, that's a very interesting way to look at it. I think, yeah, I think you have to just commit to being, and I think it comes, comes with confidence. I think confidence is a big thing that I feel like a lot of people lack that. I mean, uh, it's, mm. it's not, not the, yeah. not the trait that everyone you know might have, or it takes time to develop. But I think like looking at things with the, with the, with the positivity and the trust that it's going to work out. I think more people need, uh-huh. need to have that kind of, uh, mindset and frame when they're, when they're going about their daily lives. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think the thing that we can talk about is kind of these effects that we have in life between two things, which is. The effect that it has when you're in an abundant mindset and you encounter a lack mindset, and then also the effect it has when you're in a lack mindset 
and you encounter an abundant mindset. Um, and, and it's really interesting how those two things play out. The social dynamic, yeah, it's like in, in a social dynamic sense, and then also just like, just pick, just energy wise, like you can just tell where people's energies are expended and stuff like that. I mean, I think it's really, I'm sure you've probably been in multiple encounters where you are, you are a true believer of something or you are, you know, you, you're very positive or mm-hmm. enthusiastic about things. Sure. And then you come into uh, an environment in which maybe people are preconditioned or programmed to think otherwise, or maybe they didn't have the same upbringing as you, or maybe like, for example, like you're a business owner and mm-hmm. you and you have like multiple businesses and you're running, doing a bunch of things at once and let's say you're 27 and then you're going to meet your your girlfriend's, your girlfriend's friends and like this guy is also 27 and he's at the bar and he works like some deadbeat you know, desk job sure, and sure. you're talking about whatever. Yeah. The guy that's like seeing the possibilities and abundance, that's probably why he's a business owner and probably why he's so successful. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the guys there that are probably not in that, they're probably going to think he's annoying and probably think that he's a rich asshole and he's a jerk mm-hmm. off and like yep. all these different things. Yep. But in reality, like he's probably not trying to be a jerk off or an asshole. He's probably just being himself, probably just believing in himself, being having the suave confidence of mm-hmm. like abundance mentality. And like, I feel like a lot of people just get really quickly like, not offended, but they get really like, they feel insecure about themselves, which is like, I feel like not, people should always embrace who they are and should always, you know, realize that they have full ownership of their lives. And yeah. I don't think there should be any room for jealousy and, and like bad energy and vibes yet. People forget that they are, they are truly the driver of their, of their truck. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's funny. It's playing so much back into our last episode about our hard workers sad and what is hard work? Because I think from what you just said, it really highlights to me how in that scenario, both the person of abundance mindset and the person in lack mindset, if you asked them like, oh, are you, do you work hard? Like, are you busy on the day to day? Like, are you grinding it out? They both would probably say yes. Yeah. So that's really interesting because I know I've been in both situations. And when I was in the lack mindset, when I would encounter people who were very abundant and very successful, it would almost be a threat to me. It would be like, it, it would be easier for me to justify why what they did uh, was different or special or something I couldn't do. Because like we talked about last episode, it eliminated the energy expenditure that I would need to do to get to their level. So it was a justification mm-hmm. for me to be lazy, essentially. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it makes you angry and bitter and it, it makes you narrow-minded. Because every time you see success, you assume it's like not real or you assume it's because of x y and z and not because of that person's hard work yeah absolutely yeah absolutely yeah i think it's all about framing right looking at things from the perspective of like abundance and lack and yeah i think I, people, I, f- I feel as if another good example is like, um, you know, people that are always like, oh, gotta save for a rainy day or like hoarding a bunch of shit like in yeah. their, in their yep, houses yep, yep, whatever yep. when like they don't really don't need it. I mean, I think like you have to think about the context of if you, if you, you make, you create your own future. So if you have a future and you set yourself up in a way where you're not going to have a rainy day and you're not going to, and you don't have to ever put yourself in that situation where you have to break open a jar to get money out or you have to go under your mattress to pull cash out. Like that seems like a pretty depressing situation. So like you should probably like change the frame and like, and like, you know, not have that frame. And I think it makes people less uh, possessive over their things. And I think that's a big sign of, of lack people being possessive and thinking like this is all they're ever sure, going to the get. And thinking like yeah. they're not uh, not amounting to anything more than what they're, they're given, which is absolutely like a really toxic way to, to live. I think like that's just unfair. Like, 
it's like such a beautiful life, you know, and it's such an abundant life. There's so, there's so much to do and so much to experience to be so closed off towards that. I think makes me think about how like the inputs, it's almost, it's people maybe look at it more linearly where it's like a, a timeline progression. Whereas I look at it very cyclical where it's like your inputs become your outputs, which become your inputs, right? So a very, very easy example is you on Monday night are rushed. And so you just throw your clothes on the floor. And then on Tuesday morning, you wake up and you trip over your shoes and now you're irritated. Yeah. Right. You just, you just set yourself up for that. Like, unfortunately, right. You set yourself up for that. So that's what I kind of think about this. Like when you're lack, it perpetuates lack. And when you're abundant, it perpetuates abundance, which is one of the, it's a good, and it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because if you're lack, it sucks. Like you see everything through lack and you bring it into your life. And then, yeah. People want to talk about like downward spirals, which are very real, you know, like starts drinking, you start friends, you start getting addicted, whatever like that. But no one wants to really talk about like upward spirals, spirals. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like start working out, right? You start mm-hmm. fucking training. Mm-hmm. You start like starting that business, start investing in yourself, compounds. 100%. And you start becoming fucking, you start becoming a G, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I think people want to talk about the negatives and like, oh, he started drinking and, and she left that dumb bitch and then like she started smoking cigarettes and all the negatives and it's like, dude, like focus on the positives. Like 100%. Ah. Yeah. One person said something to me that I thought was pretty interesting, which is like we, we focus on the negatives because that's what we want to avoid. Like the negative is the painful thing, right? Like I, if I'm walking out on the street, I'm not worried about stepping on a nice soft patch of grass. I'm worried about stepping on like a nail or a piece of glass. And there's a reason for that. It's because I'm averse towards the negative <clears throat> because the negative outcome is the least desirable one. I'm not averse to the positive, And so I don't even need to pay attention to avoiding the positive because I don't want to avoid it. But I think what is interesting is when you look at it from a manifestation standpoint and not from that fear standpoint, because that one is living in fear. If you say I'm living in manifestation, you say, I'm not going to think about stepping on a nail or else I'm going to step on a nail. You are your reality. You have to just, you, if you want good shit to happen to you, you have to think good things. You can't be like, yeah, I want to be successful and then think about just like all the negative things that are going to happen to you. Like, oh, I can't afford my car payment. I'm broke. I'm never going to be, a, you know, rich. And I think like, that's like, the, I think it's funny because, um, you know, hot take, but the people that always say like burn the rich and tax the rich and like all that kind of stuff, mm. it's actually not really like, it has nothing to do with politics or anything like that. It's just that they're, those people are just lazy because they don't, they justify that they're like corrupt and like X, Y, Z. So that just justifies in their sure. head, like why they can't be like that. But in reality, like, bro, like every, everyone wants to be rich. That's why you don't see rich people giving their money away. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, like that's, 100%, that's, 100%, that's, yeah. that's the biggest paradox to me. People are like, Oh, like money doesn't buy, money doesn't buy happiness. It's like, okay, well, yeah, money doesn't have, you ever, have you ever bought, have you ever bought McDonald's and you all sat in your BMW and cried and ate your McDonald's? I mean, like. Here's the thing, like, you could be fucking, you could have the shittiest day of your life, but at least you're in fucking BMW, you're crying, you have McDonald's, you know, like, <laughs> people, people, people have never been in that situation, so it's like, they just want to assume, like, oh, like, but, it, but the reality of it is, is that, like, um, people uh, want to blame things, and, and they don't want to take accountability, and I think that's, like, a, a very interesting human nature uh, trait that I'm discovering more about, and it's that, like, the lack of accountability, um, I think, like, 
the more accountable you can be and the more intentional and like abundant like you the energy you put out like is what you what you will reap so like i think like 100%. most people just most people are not being congruent with uh their outputs and inputs yeah and we can dive into all sorts of my lovely passion of energy and spirituality and you attract what you put out and like you said you know what i mean like there's all this congruence but i think if we're just speaking from a logical standpoint for the listeners that are still tuned in you're looking at it from a standpoint of saying what am i attracting in my life on a day-to-day basis based on my thoughts my actions and behaviors my social experiences and social circles and I think a big one, especially for our generation, is what content am I consuming, right? There's so much content out there. It's what content am I consuming? Absolutely. Are you reading a good book about how you know to build your business to succeed? Or are you watching a YouTube video about like the five deadliest diseases known to man? Mm, like, you know, yeah. what, I mean? what are you filling your brain with? Yeah, that's that's another because like yeah, people nowadays love consuming content. You always have the people that are like, oh, I'm just catching up on my crime stories and my and my mystery. It's like, okay, yep. well that that's that's good if it's like a mindless thing, but then it's like that's all they do and they consume all their time with that. And it's like, what? Where is the growth in that? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, are, unless you're trying to start a podcast or create some kind of content in like you know, chilling horror stories, then like, why are you doing yes. it? Like. Versus the person that's consuming like the in YouTube on like how to learn a language or like how to play guitar sure. or, you know, it's like the abundance and thinking of like, we have access to the same medium. How do you want to use it? Do you want to use it for negative feedback loop or positive feedback loop? Negative feedback Definitely. loop being scrolling on TikTok, just consuming absolute nonsense and then just picking up your phone and just dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. Whereas, you know, you're using it to actually gain some kind of benefit on the latter end, like learning a skill or like learning something new. And I think like that's a big lack versus abundance. Because if someone's using it for the good, then it show that shows that they care about the forward thinking. But if they're just using it to use it, homie, there's only 24 hours in the day. Like if you're on TikTok for two hours of it and you're, and you're not going anywhere, you're complaining about it. Like I don't feel bad for you. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. You reap what you sow, like you said. Um, but I think that's a good, a good point to pivot into, which is what are some red flags of lack to watch out for? Obviously mindlessly consuming content is, is one of them that we just touched on, but are there any major ones that come to your mind about, uh, if, if you see this behavior in yourself, if you sense this behavior in yourself, if you sense this attitude in yourself, check yourself, say, okay, why, yeah. why, you know? Yeah. What would yeah. you say? I think... Yeah, I mean, like, I think when other, like, a great example is, like, I mean, f- f- financially, I think is, it's one thing that most people are not comfortable talking about their finances and, like, money and stuff. But I think, like, a big thing is, like, when you're maybe talking about a trip you're going on or maybe you're talking about, like, a place you're going or whatever and you're talking about not necessarily, like, even flexing about, like, oh, I'm spending this much or, like, I'm this is how much it costs, but more so just explaining, like, what you're going to be doing. And then someone hits you with, like, if you're talking about going to Italy, for example, and you're talking about, like, oh, you know, like, I'm going to go to this place, this city, train here, and then someone hits you with, like, oh, that's cool, but, like, yeah, I heard it's, like, I heard it's, like, Italy's really dirty and, like, mm, it's just, like, the, yeah. the Wi-Fi is really, the wi- yeah. Wi-Fi is really bad. I, would, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really, like, recommend anyone to go I there. I didn't think never, about that, yeah. But they've never been, they've never been to Italy, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, mm-hmm. and they're trying mm-hmm. to tell you some bullshit of why I can't go, and it's, like, oh, oh, my okay, friends, sure. my friend's mom went and like she got her purse yeah. stolen and it's just like kind of yeah. a seedy like my area. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, yeah, I'm, sure, sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, for sure. 
but that that's an, that's an interesting one where I'm just like, why is this guy angry? Like, you can just, you know, like I could tell he's definitely not been out of the country. Okay, moving on. Uh, another one is like maybe um, basically just like getting getting jeal- jealousy at its core. Maybe it stems from finances. Maybe it stems – and then also possessiveness like I said. So maybe people that are like, you know, um, have a car that they haven't like sold for a couple years or maybe they, they're living in a, in a, in a dump in, in an apartment and they're just like, oh, no, it's it's fine for me. It's it, it, this, this is it. But they actually really – like they could li- they could afford to live somewhere nicer and like they're just not thinking like – they're thinking like, oh, I'm trying to save money and like money's tight and like I'm broke and like I'm never going to – I'm never going to – be that way and I think that's kind of stems into like why most people hate rich people I mean sure. you know don't get me wrong there's rich people and people that are affluent that are assholes and fuck 100%. those people but like yeah. but then like the people that just merely hate rich people like burn the rich just to say that yeah. but it's because they're just coping for the fact that they don't want to actually put the work in to like get rich hot take cold take I don't know but I mean hot take but I think this is this is a show about honesty this those is are my re- those are my about- red flags yeah, but this is a show about about looking out for yourself. And I think at the end of the day, whether you want to say being rich is a good or bad thing, wealth, money is a tangible, measurable asset of success. Don't care what else you have to say. Yes, there's other great measures and assets of success. Yes, success differs from person to person. It's very subjective. But in our day and age, in 2020, especially here in the United States of America, Money is a very tangible marker that you can use to evaluate how much success a business has. So I think get your money up, not yeah, your funny get, up. Get your money up. Um, for me, a red flag of abundance or a red flag of lack, I guess, mind you, would be, especially for myself. I think sometimes it's it's when I feel uncomfortable around other people's success. And I think that's always a good thing for me to take note of because it's we learn things from ourselves and we learn things from how we have reactions to things emotionally. And when I have that reaction, right? For me, I'm a musician. So maybe I see on Instagram that another musician that I've been following like just had a song blow up. I can have two things happen. I can see that and I can champion that and say, that's lit. I'm so happy for that person. I can't wait till it happens for me. Or, which I'm very guilty of, I can find myself saying like, oh, why'd he blow up, bro? Oh, he, that's not that's not that good, good of a song. Or like, oh, the mix isn't that good. Or oh, like his aesthetic isn't that cool. Or like, oh, he's got fake followers or fake streams. Like I want to come up with excuses. So I think that for me has been a big red flag to always check in myself that as soon as I start going down those kind of mental spirals, I say, why am I thinking that? And what if it was me in that position? Do I want other people to do that to me when my song blows up? No. No. Yeah. I like that. That's that's a, that's a common one that I've seen. Mhm. So, I think those things are really like caught between maybe two mentalities and especially when if you've grown up in a lack mindset or you've internalized a lack mindset continually, you will have to be on a journey of checking yourself and and being aware and not falling and being very uncomfortable in the process mm-hmm. being very uncomfortable yes. in the process because it's like it's really it's this is not we're not expecting people to just embrace abundance like overnight it's it's one of those things where it's tough you have to kind of like 
figure out your levels and kind of like ease into it. But it is, it's a, it's a, like I said from the beginning of the podcast, it's a complete reframing of your mindset. It's like kind of like looking at the world in a different way. And I mean, for a lot of people, I feel like they're, they're, they're taught a certain way or programmed a certain way to like think that they're not amount to enough. But in reality, I think there's a big ass pie out there and we can all have a piece of it. 100%. I think on that note, that's a great, uh, area to wrap up and you know this was a fantastic conversation on abundance versus lack and this is the do nothing podcast a podcast uh, about nothing <laughs>